This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Should I, should I be right here? Yeah, there you go. Okay, hi. Right on. Okay, so <laughs> Dynasty Podcast, keeping it going tonight. And our second interview of the evening, I am sitting here tonight with another returning friend of the podcast, Elise Swopes, a.k.a. at Swopes on every platform. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank You've been, you. like, hanging out with the cat. You've been drinking some wine. Oh, like, man. I actually saw the other cat in the bathroom, too. Yeah. So I caught that. I'm, like, two cats in. Those I'm are all lit. the cats. There's yes. no more hiding cats sure? in my house. Are you sure? Because I, I wish. That'd be them. wonderful if you just came home and you're like, <laughs> and there's a new cat. But no, I have the I two. I just keep pulling them out of uh, hats. And you said you have mm-hmm. three, right? I have three, yeah. They're That's a full-time like, job. Like, literally my pride and joy. That oh, I yeah. Just, I, I mean, they're like children. We were talking about that earlier. Like, mm-hmm. they're literal children. Right. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram my Instagram is very different than yours. Yours is like, oh. obviously everyone knows what your Instagram is, but mine is a lot of pictures of me and the cat working from well, home. Well, let me tell you real talk. When I first started Instagram, that was all my pictures. Like, right. all my pictures were of mac and cheese, selfies, <laughs> and of my cats. Right. Like, literally. That was it. So I'm at the beginning of the Swope's <laughs> journey. So, like, I, yes. I, I'm like, I can potentially graduate yes. there. Awesome. Uh, so you have a lot of cool things going on, and I feel like I could say that at any time we've ever had you on the podcast, mm-hmm. and you've been really great about coming on so many times, but like you have a lot of new stuff happening right now. So I wanted to bring you up, talk about all these new things, but let's let's check in first. Like, How have you been? How was 2018? How's the new year shaping up for you? How are things? Man, that's a, a loaded question for me right now specifically, just because 2018 for me was just like a year of growth and awareness and mindfulness and literally just all about personal growth. Like that was it. 2018 yeah. for a lot of people I think was um, either you were like growing or you were literally completely stagnant. And a lot of the people who were growing were like, we are grown, like mm-hmm. we are aware and we are going to make change and we are going to do like the best of ourselves. And that was the group that I was in. <laughs> well, and I know last year, one of the things you started doing that I think was new to 2018 was you started mm-hmm. your newsletter, right? Yes. And I feel like your Twitter, there was a lot of positivity and a yes. lot of mindfulness that I think mm-hmm. was present in the message that you were delivering. That was only because at the time I needed it. I was in a place of like just total negativity in my natural state where Mm -hmm. my first response to anything was just like judgment and like, I don't know, just a feeling that it just didn't feel right. Like, I don't know why I was like that. I knew I didn't want to be that way. And I just felt like it was out of habit almost. And so I started researching just like the concept of habits and positivity and mindfulness. And I got on this book called The Power of Now, which mm-hmm. is basically the the basics of starting your mindfulness and awareness. So I read that book and that book was really just my intro of, among other things, of practicing writing and waking up and, and finding the three things I loved about the day or finding the three things I'm looking forward to. There was a lot of things that led up to that point that allowed me to be a little bit more positive. I mean, it's, it almost sounds obvious, but it's like I think there's a lot of value in being kind of aware and appreciative of, of course, what you have yes. and what opportunities you do have versus like, well, I don't have this, so then fuck the whole thing. Like right. it's just not worth it, you know? I mean, you can and get that, lost in that. that's a hard that. thing to like, yeah. yeah, you can know it intellectually, but it's hard mm-hmm. to 
put that into action sometimes. It's very simple. It's weird because, I mean, for me, a lot of the things that I think now, all it took was just being shown that. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes. Even though I've been on this earth for almost 20 or 30 years, it's like it took me almost 29 years to even learn what I've learned this year. And sure. why that is, I don't know. But there was just a level of just accountability and honesty, I think, that needed to be had. Where it was like, okay, let's be completely transparent and let's actually take responsibility for everything in your life instead of blaming everybody for everything you're going through. On the topic of transparency, let me ask you this. Like a friend of mine who I work with a lot on this podcast, her name's Allison. She's a good friend of mine mm-hmm. and she she helps me out with a lot of the podcast stuff. And she and I talk a lot about social media. We just get yes. these long talks about kind of what social looks like, what it means now. Mm-hmm. And something that she brought up recently is she was saying that like she feels like a lot of these super curated Instagram kind of aesthetic is on the decline. Mm-hmm. She brought up an example of like Taylor Swift posting a very like kind of just like spur of the moment type self. Right. It wasn't clean. It wasn't like super filtered to death. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like at this point transparency is starting to become sort of part of the conversation? Whereas I think in years past, everyone is trying to make their life look like trying the to be fire an festival right. commercials. Whereas some people's life is the actual fire festival. I mean, we still have the phony fire festival people. Um, I mean, there will always be a market for those people because there will always be people who are not aware of that concept, you know? So there will always be followers and there will be leaders. But at the end of the day, I do think that there is a responsibility right now when it comes to like all these introductions of stories and videos and things where people are having to show who they really are rather than initially through Instagram it was just pictures so you really didn't know know who people were it was only the greatest hits right exactly and you saw what this curation was and now you see who people really are for their personalities or how they speak how they talk you know how they just are in existence in the world and so um, through that authenticity will show itself. And so you can't really, you know, everyone's like, fake it till you make it. No, you know, if you, if you fake it till you make it, then you got to fake it the whole time. Right, so, you got to keep that yeah. whole thing up. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. So I think we're starting to see the people who are authentic the entire time kind of coming up in the ranks. So, well, and I think nice. that you're somebody who, not just because of the caliber of your work, which of course you have a really high caliber of your actual work, But I feel like you've always, even before I knew you, and I've gotten to know you through this podcast, which I love, (laughs) but like I feel like you always had a voice that was clear in your work versus Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, not just Instagram talent, just a lot of talent out there where it's kind of interchangeable. Like they might present it very well, but it could be the same as any other feed on the web. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it from a brand perspective, from a marketing perspective, there's pitch decks out there with people and all these pitch decks have a specific person. But Mm -hmm. you think about me and what I do, you're not going to find nobody who does that because all I do is literally try to be myself throughout everything. And that's what allows me to be as unique as anybody else is that I just do me, you know? So everyone's always looked like your work. Right. I mean that, and it's interesting because people are like, well, what's your, what's your theme? What's your thing? It's like, my theme is me. Like my theme is what I want to do. And it's not like, you know, like there's, there's an aesthetic, you know, we were talking about earlier, like an aesthetic to the feed, like Mm -hmm. everything should match and have the same filters and the same thing. But like, 
mine looks good because that's what I do. That's what I like. And right. so that's why it all looks congruent with one another. But if I'm trying to pick and choose from everything from everybody's doing, then it's obviously not going to look that good. And then that's when my head's going to be all messed up. And then I'm going to try to make it all look good. Like if you're trying to go for a certain style, yes, you're going to be conflicted on doing things because you're going for that. You're not being authentic and you're not doing you, you know? Well, like, and this has been true of, of all art forms forever. Yeah. It's just like if you're chasing that thing, you're already late. Yes. Like everybody who was trying to be Nirvana after Nirvana, it's yes. like, dude, Nirvana's over. Yeah. Everyone who was trying to be dubstep. <laughs> and then like, you know, I mean, and, and we've seen this so many times. Like I, I bring up a lot of times um, an example, my buddy Michael Wing, who's in the group Autograph, mm. he was in a group called Midnight Conspiracy. They were like a dubstep kind of party DJ group in the 2000s. And then at the height of dubstep, they pivoted to this much more kind of lush tropical house sound. And at the moment, everyone was like, are you guys crazy? What are you doing? And right. they were like, we weren't feeling it. We wanted to do our own thing. I'm not trying to speak for them, but they moved into something different while the big thing was still hot. Mm-hmm. And now they've had a tremendous career in the new venture because they got there early and they were being true to themselves versus sticking around <laughs> for the last person in the room on a dying trend. I love that because literally that is like how I was on Instagram where people were like, you need to start shooting with a Canon. You need to do this. And I'm like, I am sticking with iPhone only and I'm editing with my iPhone and I'm going to... You know, like I was very adamant about mobile design and photography. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to stick with it. And that in itself, now Adobe comes to me as a beta tester for their new apps and their programs. Mm -hmm. I am the lead person you think of when it comes to mobile design and, and creation. And so like because I stuck with that while everyone was telling me to shift even though it was difficult, and that also reminds me of when I dropped out of college. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's like a lot of people who are telling you to do something, but you got to listen to your heart and listen to what you love and stay consistent and persistent on that shit because I'm telling you that's what's going to pull you to the difference. Right, having that vision that you believe in yes. and that's true to yourself because all these people who are telling you what to do, then they're, they're not the ones who are going to be there like forever. Yeah. You're the one who has to live you with your work. You will struggle through it, though. I oh, mean, yeah. there's, there's not going to be a moment where you're not going to question, am I doing the right thing? But in your heart of hearts, you know, you know that you're doing it right. So you just got to stick with that and stick through that struggle. <laughs> I, I tell my, and I always bring up this entrepreneurship class I teach at Columbia, but I really believe in this class and the concept of it. Mm-hmm. And I tell my students multiple times per semester, I go, I'll just stop. And I'm like, I just want you guys to know this is going to suck. This is going to yes. be really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want anyone in the room to have, it doesn't matter what you're doing, film, fashion, TV, music, yeah. ma- marketing, management, whatever. Like you're going to love it, but it's going to be brutal mm-hmm. and it's going to be so hard and you're going to want to give up because mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to leave that class and be like, well, I don't know. He made it sound like it's going to be really easy. <laughs> right. Like I want them to be like, oh, okay. Nothing is easy. Nothing's easy. And I'm hoping that like, I know not everyone's going to think about the class when they graduate. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping a couple of my students, when they're 26, when they're 28, when things are rough, they're going to be like, you know, he, he said this is going to happen. He said yes. you have to keep going, yeah. you know. And they do keep going. And they yeah. do through that, through that inspiration. But it's like, yeah, we have all firsthand and we've even seen instances mm-hmm. where it's like, shit's not easy. No. You know, people wrote off Lady Gaga a few years ago. And now it's like. Look at she's her, one of the biggest like, stars in the world. I mean, right. she's an actress. She's a singer. She's, a, I mean, she's just a, everything. Everything you can think of. I mean, she could probably design anything. She, she could do anything she, she, she wants. Literally anything. But she had one or two albums that kind of underperformed compared to her super True. breakout. And then she was just like, no, like, I'm going to keep going versus yeah. if she had listened to, like, the think pieces that were like Lady Gaga's over. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you have, obviously, this great perspective on your work. You obviously have your very clear voice that is very apparent in your work. 
and you are now branching into some new platforms as well, mm-hmm. like podcasting and YouTube. Talk about the idea of of being so well, you know, kind of like what we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I think people could be like, well, you're already Instagram famous. Why would you need to do those things? Stick to what you know. I mean, when you're in that frame of mind of feeling comfortable in a position, you feel like that comfort can be taken away at any moment. And so you start working to... in to a place where you don't have to rely on that thing that you think, you know? So for me, I'm like, how can I branch out of Instagram? But it isn't so much like I'm afraid that Instagram might fail. It's like, what more do I want? Because that's not what my dream was. It wasn't to be Instagram famous. I I didn't even, that's not even why I got on Instagram. It was like, let me make a lot of followers and make this into my business. Like that was never even the idea. But I'm thinking like, what do I genuinely dream of doing that's bigger? And it's conversating. It's like sharing my experience and sharing what I do. But then in part of that, it's also seeing how lucrative these things are, but mm-hmm. also seeing how obtainable it is. I've right. seen YouTubers who do really basic, regular shit, and I see it, and I'm like, I can do that. Right. Like, very 100%. easily. Right. Very easily, and that's what makes me want to do it, is that I see how much they like do with it, and I think I can do that too. And I also think I have a personality for it. I've been told enough. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I guess that's really just it. <laughs> so so you started, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know you've already started the podcast. Have you started the YouTube channel yet, or is that still no, in development? I created my account, but mm-hmm. I have not posted my first video. And my thing about... <laughs> I'm like in the process of creating the first episode and the first episode is of my trip to Vail. But I am conflicted about this episode because what I want from my channel is to teach people something, right? Mm -hmm. So I am coming from a place where, yes, I've seen the YouTubes of people who are like... Uh, you know, just living life. Like, here's my life. Hi, this is what we do. This hey, guys, what's what happened today? Yeah. It's like, that's cool. But for me, in my heart, I'm like, I don't think that's what I want to do. Like, I want people to take something from what I'm doing. And even though I have that content for that first episode, I am in a place where I'm conflicted and I'm trying to just figure out, like, what am I trying to do with YouTube? Sure. Like, yeah. What is my purpose? And really, the way it's curated. I know even with my IGTV, my first episode was, I don't want to say horrible, but I don't, it was not what I wanted it to be. And that was because I was cutting corners by not paying anybody to do what I wanted. Right. I wasn't hiring, I wasn't like vetting through people and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, you know how to do this and do that. I just was like, hey, you are here already, so you can do this for me and let's do it and I post it, right? But I think that was also what allowed me to do the best I can do on my second one because I knew what I didn't like so much about that first one of course, that yeah. I created. So that's what kind of taught me is like, let me just start maybe just doing it and then figure out what I don't like about it after. It's I always the best it, way to know? make it happen. Exactly. So I'm getting to that first episode, but the problem about my first episode is I keep getting all these elements. So I'm watching all these YouTube episodes about how to like, um, like how the to best YouTube. setups. Yeah, right. like the best setups for YouTube. But, you know, it's like that so. that the <laughs> meme of us like, yo, dog, I heard you wanted to YouTube, so here's right. a YouTube about how to YouTube. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. <laughs> so I'm kind of lost in this like loop of this. Thing, oh my god, it's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit. Podcasts hole. are finite like you can get to the end of a podcast feed right. but like youtube it's just like <laughs> hey you looked this thing up once here's 75 million more yes. results about it yeah it's just yes. infinite literally so yeah. i'm just i'm trying to see where i fit in but also like 
what do I want to do? Like, where's my niche in YouTube? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think my, my niches and like we've been talking about already is what I already do, is what I love. And so it's I need you. to stop overthinking it and trying to give people what I think that they want and just give them what I have. People want what you want to give them. Yes. Because that's going to be the best version of you mm-hmm. and your message and your experience. Mm-hmm. And then that's what people are going to connect to. Right, right. Is it weird, you know, with the podcast and with Instagram, you know, you were at, I, th- I think last time I checked, it was like 280,000 or something mm-hmm. followers on Instagram. Is it weird to start a different platform and be like, I have four followers. You know, like, is it weird to start over to something it's or is it exciting? It's nice. I mean, keep it buck. I think my follower count is off a little bit because I started on Instagram in 2010 mm-hmm. and I got on the suggested user list in 2012, right, 2013. Yeah. And so from there, I gained about 100,000 followers. And so from those followers, I was getting people who were just signing up for Instagram. So these mm-hmm. are people who probably are not using Instagram anymore. Or maybe so, not the same account. Exactly, or right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I am at a place where I'm like, okay, yeah, the follower account is great, but are these people actually using their accounts anymore? And so it's fine, but I'm okay with starting over. I would like to start over because then it comes from a place of authenticity and I'm not trapped in this, like, suggested user list of people who really aren't there. And they're going to be new. You know, it's so funny you bring that up. And it's like, I I feel like, without making this about me, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between what you and I are going through. It's Mm -hmm. like, so on my end, I got started, I was one of the first podcasters on SoundCloud mm-hmm. in 2010 and I might have even brought this up on a podcast with you but it basically like they put me on their suggested user yeah. list I'm like up there with like Drake and Skrillex yes. I got 50,000 <laughs> followers which on SoundCloud was like Great. big numbers for a podcast and I still have 48,000 but it's like that platform is dead unless mm-hmm. you're a Xanax rapper mm-hmm. yes. so like yes technically I have 48,000 followers right. for my podcast on SoundCloud but it's like I don't even count that because yeah. that almost doesn't exist and also, like, I, it's so funny that you're, like, you've been in the visual world for so long, and now you're, like, okay, let me try the, like, you know, the video world, the audio mm-hmm. world. I've been doing audio for 20 years, and, like, in my head, I'm, like, okay, I love doing this. I want to, like, try making, like, short films, like, short mm-hmm. horror films with my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. And that, so it's, like, we're both kind of doing, like, a Freaky Friday, almost switching into each other's world. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's really exciting. And I think also, I think what's great about this is that, we both know that social platforms can go away. We've seen mm-hmm. MySpace go away. We've seen Oof, Vine go man, away, I, right? I, I was on MySpace, and I literally had hundreds of thousands of friends. I was totally. I, the same amount of followers I have on Instagram now is the same amount of friends I had on MySpace. And now it's like, <laughs> and now what's that worth, right? And now it's gone. <laughs> so we have seen that happen. And you know what? Instagram, I know they gave everyone a heart attack a few weeks ago when they had mm-hmm. the kind of like horizontal or vertical kind of scroll, right? The, yeah, the vertical scroll. Yeah. Oh, my God. I f- Everybody lost their mind, and then they were like, just kidding. But it's like, I think what's smart about what you're doing is that even if Instagram shoots itself in the foot, which mm-hmm. any social platform can do, right? Twitter was fun at one point. Yeah. Now Twitter is just, a, just a waking... Mess. You know, it's that gif of Troy from Community walking into the apartment with yes. the pizzas and the whole thing's on fire. Yes, Every yeah, time yeah. I log in, it's just that. Yeah. And I have to search to be like, what did so-and-so say? And then I'm like, oh, okay, great. Well, that person's also terrible. Canceled. Canceled, everyone's right. Everyone's canceled every day. Like, everyone's I canceled can- 10 people every day. I saw a retweet that said, in the future, everyone will be canceled for 15 minutes. Uh, you know what? That's that's the flip now because everyone right. was supposed to be famous for 15 minutes. Now everyone's going to be canceled for 15 minutes. 100%. Can I take my cancel right now? Yeah, just get I it just out of the way. I just take it right now. You're like, I want my nap. Like, just whatever I said, just fill it with that and then just go. Now. Get it out of the way. Cross it out. Right. But what's great about what you're doing is that even if Instagram or any of these other platforms flip, you're going to be a creator who's not 
specific to a platform. You're going to have a message that you can put on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. And even if Instagram does or doesn't implode, you are going to be a creator who makes it versus a lot of the talent who got left behind on MySpace. Well, because a lot of these people are not thinking creative first. They're thinking like... Just likes. put the message out and put the likes and me, you know, it's like, but I'm thinking from like an artistic perspective, what's going to last? What do you want to like? I'm thinking about magazines. I'm thinking about print. I'm thinking about when I put out like an advertisement or a hashtag ad piece, I'm thinking about what are people flipping through, right? Or scrolling through, whatever. What's going to make them stop? What's going right. to make them like, you know? And I think I've been like that since the beginning. That's why like my first advertising piece was from Bolt House Farms. Mm -hmm. They just had like a juice and I poured the juice in the lake and I made the lake the juice color and it was on the news. And people were like, that's disgusting, that's crazy. But I've never seen that done before in my life. But that's just what I feel like needed to happen to get the message out. And it's like, I, and I'm pulling up your Twitter yeah. <laughs> uh, while we're talking, it's like there's this gorgeous photo you posted, I think of, uh, it's at the State and Lake Station. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a gorgeous photo and it's like I love that. Yeah, you are. You're gonna be on multiple plat. You're already on multiple platforms, but yeah, your message is going to continue to expand. You're gonna be on different places, and it's just so smart. And it's to your point, it's remarkable that the one word I never hear with everyone chasing the authenticity, everyone chasing the sponsorships, everyone chasing the likes, I never ever hear or see anyone ever use the word longevity. That's a word I never, and it blows my mind. I never see that on Twitter. I never see anyone say, here's my plans that I'm still able to do creative work, whatever the format, whatever the medium, in five years, 10 years, 15 years. I never see that conversation mm -hmm. ever. And it blows my mind. I'm like, that's something that time's going to happen. And best case, you'll still be here. Right. Why wouldn't you want to cultivate a career so that you have a runway where you're not just a big deal today, but I almost think the more important reward is that you get to continue creating. People are too wrapped up in the moment. And I'm all about living in the moment, but I do think there is a time and a place where you do have to decide if something is worth it in the long run. And for me, I'm dealing with a ton of situations where maybe a brand might come to me for a certain amount of pay that might not be entirely what I want, but I'd be damn well, I'm going to say <clears> that I did a job with them and I'll put them on my resume and put that logo on and say yes, because I feel like that's what makes it worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a ton. I mean, you go to my website, swoops.co slash work, and you'll see logo on logo on logo on logo on logo. That didn't get there just because... I was like, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you got I mean, the McDonald's. I said you got yes. the Adidas. You got the Apple. You got I the said Google. Yes. Yeah, Aloft, Jordan. Like, mm -hmm. and and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well, which is like a couple things. A, so let's let's break this down a little yeah. bit because yeah, if you go to swopes.info/work.html, fantastic one sheet of your work, Creative Live. Oh my God, I'm jealous. Creative Live hit me up on LinkedIn. They're like, do you want to do a podcast class potentially? And I was like, yes. And then, like, nothing happened. And I was like, no, you guys They're want to do that. They're going a really big shift right now. The last class that I did with them, half of their staff got fired. That's a bummer. Yes. It's a, it's a, uh, the only reason I bring that up is because it's such a cool platform that it I'd love to work so with. It is so good. And all the people that I was working with there were so amazing. They do great work. They so do great work. NBC. I mean, this, this list is fantastic. American mm -hmm. Express, Infinity. So let's break this down. A couple questions about this that I had on my list already. Yes. First, I think... If I'm 18, if I'm 15, if I'm 22, and I look at your work, I think it'd be easy for me to say, well, okay, it's, it's great that Elise Swopes can work with Apple and, and mm -hmm. BMW or whoever. She's got 300,000 followers, mm -hmm. and she's got this and this. 
But for the average newer or maybe aspiring or beginning creative, what's the first step? Do they need to make their work good enough for brands to find or do they need to get that first brand to work with them so that they can unlock the conversation? Like if I'm in that position and I don't know how it works, I'm looking at this list of all of your clients Mm -hmm. saying, well, how can I even get there? So what Mm -hmm. if you were starting over today and you're 16 or you're 19, what would some of those first steps be that you would recommend to somebody like that? Put in the work, put in the work, put in the work. Be consistent, be obsessed, and be persistent, most importantly. I mean, a lot of the work that you're going to get is not going to come right away. And then Mm -hmm. a lot of the work you're going to get might be for free. Yeah, You're going to have to say yes to a lot of the things that you might say no to later. I mean, granted, I've got Casamigos Tequila logo on my website, which Mm -hmm. is Randy Gerber and um, George Clooney's tequila brand, right? And that brand, they paid me 12 bottles of tequila for 12 photos. And today... Wow. That would be at least 14 bottles. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, obviously, that'd be a real fee. Would yeah. be a real, and I was the first person to take over their Instagram account. But now thinking back, I'm like, I'm glad I said yes because now I get to say that George Clooney literally knows like my work. Like I remember yeah. them calling me and be like, George Clooney is a fan of your work, but we have no money for you. And I was like, Ugh. like you know, it's like that weird feeling where you're like, sure. fuck, I know they fucking have money, but you know, and you're gonna push and you're gonna push and push, but like you're a beginner and you just gotta put in that fucking work and you gotta invest. You have to invest in your time, but there is, it's so hard because each thing is so unique. Each mm-hmm. each situation cannot be generalized. You have to feel out the energy and be. You know, you have to feel it out because you can be taken advantage of if you don't play it the right way. Sure. But... Well, I mean, it is a it is a tightrope walk because, again, in the class that I teach at Columbia, the entrepreneurship class, there is that discussion. We bring up internships. Yeah. And I think I'm very fortunate. I had a number of great internships. And I started them when I was in high school. So I was living with my parents. Right. I did them when I was young and a mm-hmm. teenager. And, like, the risk level was very low. Yeah. If I got fired, I was like, great. I'm living at my parents. I was right. like 15. <laughs> but it's like... I understand that if you're 19, you're 22, you're supporting yourself, you're mm-hmm. working one or two jobs, you're in school, I, I very much get the perspective of like, look, I don't have time, I don't have the mental capacity to go work for free. On the other hand, I also bring up somebody else will, and that's a really hard place to live, yeah. I think, where it's like, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, it's just, mm. it's kind of a like yeah. catch-22. Yeah, I mean, when I, I was still working, I, w- I mean, I was getting trips to Dubai, I was getting trips to like, out of the country, it was Paris, and I right. was still working as a front desk person at a realty business. You know right. what I mean? Like, there are things that you have to consider <clears throat> that's going to help you get by and survive. But I do think there were moments where I had to sacrifice making money in order to give more time to the craft that was going to get me there. I had to struggle and be a piece of shit to actually get and invest that time and that... that, To get to that part where Adobe is now having you be their lead tester. Now I think back, I'm like, those times where I thought I was really being shitty and I was like not doing anything, but I was just really working and working, but I wasn't making any money, but I was just like sitting on my phone editing and doing things like... 
even though at that moment I didn't, everyone around me was moving a lot quicker and I didn't think it was worth it. It was worth it. Like it was you put worth in your 10,000 hours in that time in that moment. Because yeah. It's weird when you're in it. You don't realize how it's important so it hard is. to see the, the <laughs> payoff. I it mean, is. I, same thing. I remember in the 2000s when I started this podcast being under a, literally under a blanket with yeah. a handheld recorder <laughs> because that was the only way for me to make my introduction, the yeah. part of the podcast where I wasn't talking to another person. Yeah. The only way to make my introduction sound like I was in a studio was to sit under a blanket with a you know $100 handheld recorder and talk into it. And you know what? That audio sounded really good. Yeah. And I felt dumb as shit sitting <laughs> under a sweaty blanket in August in Chicago. You and I kept that, fucking though. up yes. and I'd be doing it again and again. And I'm under that blanket for 11 minutes. And it was terrible. Ugh. And now I teach a full-time podcasting class right. that like supports me. And I'm like... I'm so glad I did that shit. That totally sucked in the moment. You have to suck at the highest level. (laughs) You have to be the best at sucking. Be the best at sucking in order to get to that next level. That's the only way. And a lot of people don't, they either don't want to do the work or maybe they don't understand the value of it. Or yes, they don't want to be beginners. I think that's Mm -hmm. a very common thing Mm -hmm. where everyone is like... (laughs) I see that all the time. People will, you know, students will be like, can I intern for your podcast? I'm like, sure. And then I'll reach out to them. I'm like, okay, here's the first thing we're doing. It's a simple email assignment. Yeah. It's a simple, like, please edit this 10-minute podcast. Right. And you can tell they're at it. They're like, oh, wait, never mind. I'm out of time. But you can tell their attitude is like, I just thought I was going to get Lollapalooza passes and basically hang uh, out with Chance the Rapper. And I'm like, I never said that it's no that. No one ever It's said the opposite that. of that. But you're right. Everybody wants, they see, and I think Instagram is mm-hmm. partially to blame for this. They see the fake reality on Instagram. They see the well, Kardashians. That's what they do. People are faking their own reality so that they assume automatically that every other reality is that faked. So right. how are you? You know what I mean? Like that's it's that's everybody's how you tell. bullshitting every. Right. It's like those stories <laughs> where you see like on Twitter like two undercover cops bust <laughs> each other in a drug deal because yeah. the, neither one of them realize it's the two Spider Men right. pointing at each other. Yeah. But it's, everyone's bullshitting everyone. Yeah. And I feel like we're just now at a point where everyone can kind well, of that's sort why of no like no one can bullshit us because right. we're the most transparent motherfuckers ever and so I'm like hey I'm the one who's posting the picture of me editing with my cat on Friday being like (laughs) my shit's not glamorous I'm just sitting here doing work it sucks yeah literally exactly so you have this great list of clients that you've worked with and I'm curious like now at this point where you're at are there jobs you turn down even if there's good money because you're like it doesn't work with your brand it doesn't work with your vision there are definitely things that I turn down um Specifically, if someone comes with something that's just like, they're like, we have no pay for you. This is just this. Like, you know when it's someone's exposure. disrespecting you. Yeah. You know when someone has yeah. a, you know when someone has a budget. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you don't know, no, you just, you just feel an energy that doesn't feel right. So just trust that, trust that feeling. Trust when you don't feel like. I don't know. Just it just doesn't feel good. Yeah, you your gut tells you. I mean, do you get? Yeah. I'm sure you get this. Where like maybe someone reaches out and they say, "Hey, we'd love to work with you," and you say, "This is my rate," and they go, "Oh, oh, oh, oh I didn't realize." Yeah, yeah. that's I always mean, the well, best. I get a lot of like party invites too. Like sure. a lot of like recently, and I and I'll say this to a lot of people: people need to be aware of the party invite stuff because now they're getting influencers. They'll say, "Hey, come to our party and it's tag the fire us festival and take stuff, a yeah. picture." But it's like. Those people who are asking you to come to that party are getting paid to ask you to come. Right. So you need to understand that your time going to these events, they are asking other people. They're paying other people to come. They're not paying you to come. Right. <laughs> so no. don't tag nobody. Go to the event. 
Take advantage of all the shit. Drink, Drink for free. Get your pictures. Right. Do all of it. Don't tag nobody. Right. No, absolutely. I'm absolutely. just being real. But but it depends on what level you're at because some content can assist you on... If you're at the beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, bolster your portfolio. Yeah. But if you're at your level, yes. absolutely. And My right. level is like, do, like, people ask me to go to events... Every other week, all of, and then let me tell you this: I've been paid to go to parties, and so mm-hmm. now if I know that no one's paying me, I'm not going to tag you because I've been paid to go. Well, and like, <laughs> you, there's a certain point where just for your own, your own enjoyment, you're like, I've already yeah. been to parties. Yeah, I already know what parties are. Yeah, like I've already done that. Right. So like, I think everybody's best parties are in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I'm never going to find better parties than Sonatech, like dark wave <laughs> disco and stuff. That, for me, was the peak. But you know what? Like, the class that came after me, it's rehab. I have yeah. friends who are, like, a, just a touch younger than me, and the way they talk about Derek Barry's rehab party, oh, like, Derek that was... Oh, Derek Barry, I remember rehab. Those are my days. Well, that's what I'm I was, saying. like, 19. Like, I should not have been in there, but I was in there. But that rehab, and rehab was a great party, yes. but it wasn't my party. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for you guys, that was the golden age, and for the next generation, and on and on and on, of course... Yeah. So everybody has their golden age of parties where you go just because you're young and that's going to be your community. Yeah. And then when you get older, you're like, yeah, you got to give me something a little more than this to get me out. <laughs> man. Like, I got all the seasons of The Office on Netflix. Right, like, yes. give me a reason to leave. Yes. I need at least a check to get out. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. So this podcast that you are going to be doing or that you're already doing, mm-hmm. I know that you are talking about, you know, themes like a lot of kind of what we're talking about right mm-hmm. now. But you are talking about, uh, you know, like some of the brand work, some of the influencer work, some of the mental health, some of the motivation. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be something that you're publishing regularly? Is it just kind of like, you know, as you feel like it? Because it seems to me like it is a conversation, just even based on what we're doing right now, that I think is really valuable to people. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do them weekly. It's hard. Uh, it's hard. It is hard. People it's, don't realize. It's weird. Like, just talking for that amount of minutes takes a lot. <laughs> Doing anything well is hard. Yes. I think that's the bottom line. Yes. Making. I think it'd be easy to be like, well, I'm just going to go make a little short film on my phone. I'm just going to hit record. I'm no, just going to talk. I'm just going to take a photo. No. To do it well is a shit ton of work. Yeah. And you have to prepare what you're even going to say. Like sure. some, I mean, the first few like podcasts that I did, I did not prepare anything. I was right. like, I almost wanted to go in there and just be like, hi, I'm talking. Like, but then I realized after the first few, I was like, I have to start cutting things because I can't go all the way through. Like there are parts where I'm breaking up and not saying exactly what I want or I'm like stuttering or like I'm just, I lose my pace or something. Like, I don't know. I just realized that it does take a little bit more than what I initially thought. <laughs> but I, I think everybody, if anybody knew how hard it was to do anything, no one would start anything. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? If anybody knew how hard it was to become a good DJ, mm-hmm. how hard it is to become a good photographer, mm-hmm. how hard it is to become a good, you know, I get this all the time. People take my podcasting class that I teach, and before they've bought a microphone, before they have a name for their podcast, before they have a website, the first question they always ask is like, how do you get paid doing this? And I'm like, you don't have a product yet. Like, that's not the thing you need to worry about. I'm not worried about what kind of ring I should buy Kim Kardashian because that's not a thing I got to worry about. Oh, you know what I mean? God. Like, People who are, like, <laughs> introing to something and wondering if they get paid right away, I'm like, ooh, honey, do you got a storm coming? You, you're, <laughs> like, you're so far away from that exit on the expressway. You have like, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put in work. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, again, like, that's something that everybody just wants to skip the beginning Right. And get to the end, get to the good stuff. Um, People are talking real words out there. Like, you just don't get a shout out and you all of a sudden have everything. Like, you have to literally 
like be a human being. You have to like talk to people. You have to put in work. You have to like it takes investment. You know, yeah. it's an investment to and be sacrifice. a business person and be good at what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you just don't get a shout out and everything's good. Like no. you have to have something to show for yourself. Well, and yesterday's shout out, no one cares about anymore. No one gives like, a fuck about a shout out. Even with my hashtag ads, like I can do a hashtag ad and promote you all fucking day, but no one's gonna follow your business or your brand or buy your product. Like and if the it's feed not a so good product, it's gonna if get it's buried. not good, it's not good. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I love it. I feel like we could just go on. <laughs> I, know, I feel like right. we're we on like a, 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 a <laughs> roll here, but, but I love this kind of thing. And I love that you're doing the podcast. I love that you're going to do the YouTube and I love that you are continuing to evolve your work and that it's staying true to your vision. And that's why you are going to be, you know, you already are, but you're going to be somebody who has longevity versus like, there are so many, I'm not even singling out Chicago, yeah. but there are so many visual influencers, right? Who, if, and, or when, Instagram crashes or when they fuck up their algorithm or when they right. fuck over their creators, you're going to be somebody who that's going to be, you're going to be upset, but it's not going to be your house burning down. No. You're going to be like, great, I've already got other things in the What's works. What's next? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's smart. I feel man. like whatever what platform people hand to me, I'm going to try to work it and do what I can. And even if there's no platform, I'm still a human being in this world with enough energy and a boastful personality to be like, yo, what's good? You you're know? a fighter. You're, you you're scrappy. You know? <laughs> like you're not somebody who's just going to be like, oh, well, you know, right. I always, I always tell the story of like. I went to South by Southwest years ago. This is when, this is the good days of Kanye. This is during the good days of everything. <sighs> this is Watch the Throne. Life, we didn't know South how good was life good. was. Yeah, South oh. by was good. Kanye was good. Oh. Life was good. Now we're in the bad place. Oh. But I want to get out. I, I know, I know. How do we tag how out? How do I log out? But this was, <laughs> you know, back then when Watch the Throne was new. And Jay and Kanye did a joint show at South by. That. And it was like in this tiny, like it was a space the size of like the Metro. Yeah. And you had to have a certain wristband to get in. It wasn't a South by wristband. It was like a, I think you had to have like it an Android waited phone. You had line to get it or something. You had something. to wait in like yeah. crazy line. So basically. A line for a line for a line. A hundred percent. It's the most <laughs> South by thing. So yeah. I get up front and of course, right when I get to the door, the door guy's like, hey, fire hazard, fire <gasps> marshal warning. We can't get in. And like, you can't talk out of a fire, war- no, fire hazard warning. It's- so the three or four people I was with walk away. I walk away and I see there's a VIP line. I put my hoodie up. <gasps> I put my head down. Let's go. I put my wristband Let's up, go. which was not the right wristband. And I followed the VIP line in. Just act like you know what you're doing. And I just act like I was. And it was because like they heard you can't get into the show. And they were like, oh, well. And I heard I couldn't get into the show. And I was like, no, no, no. This is going to suck in five years. And Kanye is not going to be Kanye anymore. I'm not missing this, you know. <laughs> and you're going to be that person. You are that person who even if Instagram goes away, you're yeah. going to be like, oh, well, great. I'm going to go into the other line. Right, I'm going right, to make right, my right. own thing happen Literally. and not just shut down. Literally. You, you, that story actually reminds me a lot of when I saw Prince at South By. Oh, my God. I remember that he, ha- he did that. I did not yes. go to that. That was the... Probably the best day of my life. I, I mean, yeah. How are you going to be Prince at South by Southwest? I actually just went to Minnesota and I went to his house. I saw that. I saw that you went, yeah, like, and I saw like all the purple. And, oh my God. I mean, it was, I'm telling you, like, in his ashes are like right at the front door and shit. Like, you oh don't, my I God. mean, you don't realize like how emotional you get. Sure. Because I'm, I mean, I'm a Prince fan, but like, I'm not like the biggest Prince fan, but like after that, but how, I am thoroughly connected and like I am obsessed. I mean, he's a legend. He's, he's an, a yeah. legend. Like his he's the ener- real deal. like the energy that was in that house. Like I left with it, and I'm, it's gonna stick with me forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So you've got the podcast. What is the podcast called, and how can people find it? Uh, it's called Swope So Dope. 
Yeah. And it is on all podcast platforms. We've got Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can basically go to Anchor and then see all, all the ones that are on there. Because I just upload Anchor and it does all And it sends them all out. Yeah, it's yeah. nice that way. I mean, they're all basically about anything that people ask me about. I always take, like, recommendations. I take questions. I, I And it's transparent. Yeah, very transparent. I mean, I've talked about... Like the last podcast, I was talking about when I was in a psych ward. I literally gave all my secrets away. The thing about my secrets is I'm never afraid of anyone taking my place because you can literally copy exactly what I do, but you will never be. It's never going to be you. And you know what? Here's the thing. You're going to get new secrets too. You're always going to be evolving what you do. The people who cling to that stuff, life or death, and like no one can know about this. It's like, well, you know what? Like everyone's going to figure it out. So what are you going to do next when everyone gets there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then the YouTube channel, when that launches, what is that going to be called? The or- YouTube, I mean, the YouTube specifically is going to be about imagination. It's going to be half like my lifestyle and half tips and tricks and things that I like. I'm always about the newest app, I'm mm-hmm. all about how to. F- Fight this algorithm. I'm all about um, the newest thing, the newest updates. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I mean, all of those things I'm going to be talking about. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Elise Swopes, man, a true fucking artist, not just a visual <laughs> artist, but an actual artist, Thank and you. somebody who has longevity and is going to continue to have longevity yeah. in the creative spaces. And as a very sharp, savvy business individual, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for always making time. This is always such a Thank treat to talk to you. Thank you for inviting me. My goodness. Oh, yeah, you're, absolutely. I mean, you're a legend yourself. I mean... Years in the game. Let's go. I think I mean, about podcasts. I'm like, I'm a black. Let's go. But you know what? It's the same thing where it's like, I just wanted to make sure. I loved doing radio, but even during my time in radio, I was like, mm-hmm. I better have a parachute. And yeah. even now doing podcasting, I'm like, I'm not going to quit podcasting, but I'm already trying to look into and incorporate different things where I'm like, okay, great. Let's say Apple Podcasts got shut down tomorrow, which I don't think is going right. to happen. But <laughs> I want to still have five or three other things where I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. I still got right. my channels. And everyone, I mean, I have done so much work with Adobe that every time I do work with them, there's someone talking about like, what's the next big thing? And everyone's talking about video. Video, 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 video. I Without bought... sound though. That's the problem. Interesting. So we got to, we got to think <clears throat> about. <laughs> I just like, bought a moment anamorphic lens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to think about subtitles. Cause even me personally, I have fans who are hard of hearing mm-hmm. and I got to think about, about captions, sub- mm-hmm, captions yeah. and yeah. So. Yeah, man. It's, you know what? I mean, the only constant in this, in any of these industries and mm-hmm. just in general is that things are going to change. Yeah. You know, blogs were, a, we were talking in the other interview, blogs were a big deal for a minute. Yeah. And I looked they were at, like, huge. They I mean, were I had huge. friends who had blogs, they were living off blogs and now no one even talks about their blog. Not even, not even an inch of thought. Like I look at Andrew Barber and I think Fakeshore is still a relevant site, it's but it's relevant, like. It's relevant, but it's not as how it was. Well, in its day, it yeah. was like the juggernaut, but yes. Andrew's also smart. He has the same idea. It's like he's managing Valet. Yeah. You know, he's somebody who is also involved in like do. the Recording Academy. Mm-hmm. He's someone who's like, great, I'm not just going to be the blog yes. guy. I'm a brand and I'm going to adapt into you know other ventures. A lot of the blogger friends that I had are all managers now. Yeah. I think they saw what didn't work. Yes. And that gives you a great firsthand education well, into what you should do. A lot of them had already had their hand in musicians. They already knew every all of them. They knew how they were pitching they know all the their game. Music. They so know if the game. They were yeah. already pitching their music to the world. Why not just have and pitch their music for themselves and, and do that? Yeah. It's really an amazing, smart thing that they did. It's a smart thing. And again, yeah. Andrew and some of these guys, like they're looking at longevity. Yes. But it's like, yes. I, I think one of the takeaways, and I think there's a lot of takeaways in this. I can't wait to put this so episode much. out. <laughs> but it's like, man, 
think about what your longevity plan is. Think of what your five and 10 and 15 mm-hmm. years, because that shit will sneak up on you. I used to have long fucking hair, man. That shit <laughs> sneaks up on you. I, my hair was longer than yours. It was down here. My hair's Not never no been more. that long. So really? like, oh yeah. When was that? 90s. 90s? It was the 90s, man. Oh. I had the fucking zero shirt. <laughs> I had the silver pants. I had the fucking part in the Let's middle. Let's go. I had the whole, and that shit just, you know, it sneaks up on you, but time is going to happen, so you better have a plan. It's like that Mike Tyson saying of like, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, At least try to plan for when you're going to get sounds, punched yeah. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I did get punched in the face in 2016, and it was not fun. That's no good. No, I, was, I didn't know. I didn't ask for it. I didn't know her, so I'll live by that. I yeah. respect that quote. But you know what? I also think I, I, I've gotten my punch in the face, too. I think there's something to come out on the other side and be like, all right. I already got my ass kicked. Like, what's next? Like, I'm still here. Yes. Absolutely. Elise Swope's <laughs> fucking legend um, and a friend of the podcast, and I'm so glad to be able Thank to you. say that. Thanks for coming out, man. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.